my name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial agent station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangwa while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. My name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed. This time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. I'm starting with Abhishek Bachchan. Now, comparisons are inevitable. And it's just Abhishek Bachchan's bad luck that director Hansel Mehta's web series on the very same man and his story. I'm talking about disgraced stockbroker Harshad Mehta, of course, and Scam 1992. This came out first and it floored the masses. Anyone who's seen Scam 1992 is raving about it. And Team Bachchan will now just have to face the competition when the film The Big Bull releases in April, right? Now, the trailer is out this Friday and Abhishek Bachchan posted yesterday saying, Introducing the Big Bull, the mother of all scams. The trailer is out on the 19th of March. The film releases on the 8th of April only on Disney Plus Hotstar. Stay tuned. Now, the trailer will be introduced by actor and producer Ajay Devgan. And Ajay Devgan introduces Abhishek's character in the film Hemant Shah. And Ajay Devgan says that, you know, those who are born in a life without privilege often take things into their own hands. That's how they are spinning the Harshad Mehta story. Now, naturally, Hansel Mehta's scam 1992 is going to be the reference point. But Hansel Mehta, he's a gracious filmmaker. When Abhishek Bachchan tweeted this, he was the first one to congratulate them and retweet and say all the very best. Looking forward to watching this one. Now, this one is directed by Kuki Gulati. The Big Bull has Ileana D. Cruz as the female lead. It also stars Ram Kapoor, Sumit Vats, Soham Shah, Nikita Datta and Lekha Tripathi. All of them maje hue khiladi on digital, if you know what I mean. All of them in pivotal roles in this film. And it has been produced by Anand Pandit and, of course, by Ajay Devgan. Good luck! Now, we would not, could not let this milestone go unnoticed. B. Prague's heart-wrenching vocals on Teri Mitti from Kesri, it crossed a billion views on YouTube recently. And Akshay Kumar spoke for all of us, I think, when he acknowledged our love for this song. And Akshay Kumar wrote, Teri Mitti is more than just a song. It is a feeling which now resonates with more than one billion hearts. Thank you for all the love. Now, B. Prague made his Bollywood debut with this Akshay Kumar film. And he says, Akshay Kumar ke I mean, he says, he's not a small or a big part of my career. I'll say, Akshay Baji, meri zindagi mein bhagwan ka roop lekar aaye hain. He's like a god to me. Literally, I don't have any more words left to express what I feel for him. Whatever I say to say thank you will be less. He's my main man. He loves me so much. Now, they also collaborated on Philhal. Do you remember? And guess what? B. Prak also revealed that they've recorded and shot a sequel to the song Philhal, which will be out very soon. Bobby Singh Diol, his second innings in Bollywood, I'm loving it. What about you? You know, the roles he's choosing, that irresistibly appealing salt and pepper beard. Don't you just love it when actors play their age on screen and they proudly wear their battle scars? It is a sign of a life well lived, right? Now, Bobby Diol's confessed to being in a happy space right now as an actor. Now that the pressure is off for him to compete with others, for him to live up to his dad Dharmendra's phenomenal legacy, he says all that was a part of my settling in. Naturally, when you're young, when you're handsome, when you're brash and when you're Dharmendra's son, your perspective is different, right? But Age and experience teach you a lot about yourself and about the outside world. And Bobby Diol says that I'm not 
any less passionate about my work now. Oh no. It's just that I have mellowed and I have decided to only do the stuff that really excites me. Houseful 4, Race 3, these were only to test the waters. I was most happy to play second fiddle to Salman Khan and to Akshay. I don't need to be the main lead in a project right now. But you know what? My character, whatever it is, it should be integral to the story. That is all I ask. In the face of big Bollywood blockbusters hoping to reclaim the box office as their winning ticket, hoping to lure film fans back to the cinema again, digital platforms, especially the big global giants, they are not in a mood to back down. It was recently revealed as the hottest piece of gossip to come out of Netflix HQ in India, which tells us just how much money Netflix has. It has money to burn. No seriously, money to pump into productions they think will reap their rich dividends now after green lighting a prequel to bahubali produced by ss rajmouli but specially made as a nine episode series stretched over two seasons it is rumored that netflix have already spent about 100 crores on this okay but now they are not entirely satisfied with the results so what do they do they have binned and scrapped it all what all 100 crores down the drain but they have rounded up a new team of writers researchers cast and crew members and supersized the production this time they have made it 200 crores because netflix believes that bahubali before the beginning has full potential to be india's answer to game of thrones what john snow is dead is that what you thought <laughs> turns out he was on his gap year in india that's what netflix india is telling us <laughs> Vicky Koshal has a variety of films in various stages of readiness that is a word right various stages of production though he is not quite sure when he can announce them to the world officially and give us the release dates but Vicky Koshal is very happy with whatever's in the bag now he's got the Sardar Udham Singh biopic for Shujit Sarkar he's got a biopic on Field Marshal Sam Manikshaw this is for Meghna Gulzar then he's got the immortal Ashwatthama from the Mahabharat of course and Karan Johar's Takht which no one quite knows whether it has been scrapped or postponed now speaking about his rapid rise through the ranks of showbiz vicky koshal kehte hain ki you know there are pros and there are cons as anyone will tell you success has made me more self assured yes it has added more confidence to my stride but at the same time there is a huge downside you know what it is my personal life it has taken a beating it has been deeply affected by the constant media scrutiny very often lies emerge in the press no one bothers to double check with me but by then the damage is done earlier i was extremely forthcoming about my life koi mujhe ek sawal puchta tha to main che jawab deta tha but success makes you very very guarded about the personal and the private things in your life that you love and you cherish that is how things have changed model turned actress the beautiful and talented shobhita dhulipala she's on her way to hollywood did you know that and she's not ashamed nor afraid to say i was always aiming for hollywood she's already done a tamil film a malayalam film a hindi film she's been in made in heaven on amazon but now shobhita gets the chance to star opposite dev patel in dev patel's directorial debut titled monkey man shobhita dhulipala kehti hai ki for all these projects with acclaimed filmmakers and teams i worked my lungs out for years to be worthy of these opportunities and now that i'm here i choose to pour my blood and soul into it she says i'm happiest when i'm creative and this is a very special and passionately made project i feel thoroughly motivated to do well and conjure up the gold in every moment as an actor i think what works for me is my love for risk taking she said i auditioned for this film monkey man almost 5 years ago and i got a call back in a few days for a screen test with dev i remember it was on the day i was leaving for the cannes film festival with my very first film raman raghav 2.0 which was in 2016 all these years later it turns out that all these turns and twists in our journey and our individual lives later looks like we belong with each other now what appealed to me about this film of course was the fact that it is a collaborative spirit a young and rather eccentric approach to a story and most certainly the people involved i knew it would be special from the get go i really enjoyed my tender uh, my character's tender dilemmas they were as gorgeous as they were sorrowful how articulate is shobita dulibala love it
any fans of Ghadar Ek Prem Katha listening to me right now, you will like this next story. Now, in this endless saga of sequels cropping up at an alarming rate in Bollywood, even years, sometimes decades after the first film is made, this sequel could be a biggie, right? Director Anil Sharma's film Ghadar Ek Prem Katha starring Sunny Deol and Amisha Patel, it remains an iconic tale of love in politically and socially troubled times. Sunne mein aaye ki Anil Sharma is secretly toiling away on Ghadar 2, hoping to get Sunny Deol and Amisha Patel back in the story, but he's put the spotlight this time on his son Utkarsh Sharma. Now Utkarsh played Sunny and Amisha's son Jita in the original Ghadar but this time he will have a pivotal role. Utkarsh made his Bollywood debut in 2018 apparently in a film titled Genius but daddy wants him back in Ghadar too and daddy wants him to shoulder the responsibility of the narrative this time round. Is he up to the task? I think you will be a better judge right? Now, to give you a sense of the size and scale of the shoot of Tiger 3, we know that Yashraj films will not hold back on budget or any of the frills that we expect from a Salman Khan Dishum Dishum action thriller, right? Sources reveal that director Manish Sharma, who is directing the third installment in this Tiger franchise, he was rather disappointed when they couldn't fly to Istanbul due to COVID restrictions to shoot a sizable chunk of the action on Tiger 3. So what did Yashraj do? They planned to build a mini Turkey in Goregaon, just outside Mumbai, to be able to shoot Tiger 3 exactly the way they planned it. The Salman Khan fan club is naturally delighted to hear this, but you know what? Visit Istanbul might be a little upset. You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. time now here in the UK is 8.15 it's Sunday the 7th of March it's weekend breakfast on Sunrise Radio with me Amit Shana and my guest this morning check these out for credentials born in Dubai raised in Canada performed with Salim Suleiman at the Toronto IFAS awarded best singer at the Shankar Mahadevan Academy when they did a talent search she made her Bollywood debut with Ayushman Khurana in Hawaii Zada she's had a huge global viral hit with Jalebi Baby that I just played before the break produced by Tesha and now she has a brand new single out which is a cover version of the all-time classic Jab Koi Baat from the film Joom and she's also been a TV and radio presenter so I have to be on best behavior this morning good morning to my guest Shweta Subram how are you Good morning, Amit. I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Firstly, I know that you're in Dubai, so you're on a completely different time zone as me, so hopefully I'm not disturbing the middle of your Sunday. No, not at all. Actually, it's almost lunchtime here, so, <laughs> uh, you know, after your interview, I'm just going to go straight to lunch. And Sundays <laughs> is a working day in Dubai, right? It is, it is. It's so weird for me as well because I've lived in North America all my life where yeah. Sunday has been a holiday. So uh, to go back to work on Sunday is a little awkward, a little weird. It is quite <laughs> strange. I know, and I've spent some time out there. Well, listen, firstly, congratulations on all your success today. As I just read just a few of your credentials out there in the introduction and what a journey you've been on already. Yeah, it's been a really amazing journey. I can't complain. Um, but thank you so much for your best wishes. Uh, it's, it's, it's just been a roller coaster ride. But that's how, you know, our industry is. We're going to have ups and downs. So we're going to have some uh, uh, spotlight moments. So it's, 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 it's been very, very exciting. It's true. And look, I can't have a conversation with you without talking about the viral success of Jalebi Baby. Tell us how that came about. Mm-hmm. How did you hook up with Tesha? Yeah, so Tesha is a fellow uh, Indo-Canadian. So uh, a friend of mine actually uh, spoke about Tesha's work with me. She had mentioned that she was listening to his music. And, uh, you know, I thought, okay, why don't I just reach out to him? With, like, just, just, just a note congratulating him for all his work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I reached out to him, wrote to him, and uh, he was sweet enough to write back. And also, uh, the timing was great because he was looking out for a voice for Jalebi Baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he felt that my voice was apt. So he asked me, like, literally, my email went like, Let's say today and like three weeks later, I'm, I'm working on Jalebi Baby with Tesha. You know, that's, wow. that's how quick it was. And isn't that amazing how <laughs> so, technology has allowed us to do that in, in kind of overnight kind of turnover? I mean, I say overnight, you're talking about three weeks, but technology allows us to do that now. <laughs> you could be in different continents and yet make music together. Oh, completely. That That's a blessing of technology, you know. And uh, what you said makes sense. Honestly, I think just churn out overnight and uh, it was super because... I was sitting in the comfort of my home and uh, home studio and recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you know it, I'm, I'm hearing the track uh, 
you know, played all over the world uh, and, and enjoyed by millions. So I, I can't complain. And, I've got a great job. And, <laughs> and what a wonderful success it's been. And for Tesha as well, you know, in the last three or four releases that he's had, I mean, he's even jumped on the Pari Hori hair uh, bandwagon yeah, as well, yeah. which he's done brilliantly well when <laughs> we're playing great. on Sunrise. But let's talk about you because um, now, obviously, the world has been in a pandemic for the last 12 months. Has it been creative for you? Have you had the opportunity to stop and make new music and be artistic? Yeah, completely. I agree with you. So uh, I actually really uh, took the pandemic as a blessing because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times as artists, we are traveling, we're on the go, we're on the run. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're doing shows and we're enjoying that part of our of, of our work as well. But this has really helped me sit down, uh, you know, reevaluate like how I want to uh, move forward with my music, mm -hmm. uh, create, compose, write songs. And uh, like you said, technology is a blessing, right? So I'm still collaborating with artists across the world. Uh, and uh, yeah, work is still happening. So uh, the pandemic has really been a blessing for me. I, I've really got, uh, gotten to reevaluate my music quite a bit. And, and where do you think you, you know, in the last 12 months artistically, you've kind of traveled to? Because obviously, you know, you've, you, like you say, you come from a kind of classical music background. You've performed in front of Shankar Mahadevan with Salim Suleiman. And now yeah. you've kind of ventured into the pop world as well. But now you're releasing yeah. a cover version of one of the all time classics. I mean, there's not one wedding, certainly here in the UK, where that song doesn't play. <laughs> Why did you choose Jabkoi Bart as a single to cover? So, you know, honestly, uh, like you said, it's a classic song. It's, it's, a, it's a hit. It's a song that even today, you know, it's played on weddings. It's played everywhere. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, what I liked about the song is the message of the song. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, in the, during the pandemic, uh, we're all down and we're, you know, we're all feeling like, oh, my God, life has come to an end. But the, the best part about it is we're actually getting to spend time with our family, with our friends. And the song kind of has that message, you know, that no matter what happens in the world, uh, you know, uh, if you have that one person beside you, like, you know, life, is, life can be great. You know, one person supports you, one person to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. So that's what the song is all about. So I really like the message of the song. And of course, it's such a phenomenal composition by Rajesh Roshanji and beautifully sung by Kumar Shanu and Sadhna Sargam. So um, uh, when Abhay and I met in Dubai, mm -hmm. uh, it, again, it was a very quick collaboration. He was visiting Dubai. Both of us met, we were jamming. And... Interestingly enough, both of us pointed fingers at the same song, and they're like, "Okay, this is it. This is this is the time. We should do the song mm -hmm. <laughs> together." And, and, and it's so yeah, that's how it happened. And what's interesting yeah. is, like I said right at the beginning, you know, you were born in Dubai, but you grew up in Canada. So how did you discover music? Where did music start for you? And and particularly, kind of South Asian music, like Hindi film music, etc. Yeah, so, you know, uh, interestingly enough, like, uh, the more you uh, live away from India, the more uh, you feel the need to connect to your roots, to cling on to your traditions even more. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, uh, my parents were very much, uh, they made they made sure I was in touch with Indian culture. So, my dad would play, like, uh, Indian music every morning. He'd play bhajans every morning. So, you know, that, that always, that always uh, that was like how my household was every single day. And they, they made sure that, like, I was partaking in all these Indian activities. So, um, and, and the blessing was that my dad belongs to a musical family oh, wow. they're, they're, uh, they're, a group, they're like a group of uh, extremely amazing classical musicians like Karnatic South Indian music mm -hmm. and Hindustani music so you know I think it's somewhere runs in the blood <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, my parents made sure that like you know I, I, I got that that part of the family and they made me listen to a lot of music and that's how I uh, I got interested in music as well yeah that's so nice to hear because generally when we speak to South Asians around the world that are in the arts it's always been a struggle to kind of uh, encourage or, or kind of uh, convince our parents to be able to get into this world but it was nice for you to have come from a musically rich background yeah, no, it is. But I'll be honest with you. You know, there was a struggle in my end as well because <laughs> when you tell your parents, <laughs> when you tell your parents that you know, oh, I want to take music as a profession, uh -huh. uh, you know, my pa my passion now wants to turn into a profession. They're like, oh, uh, did we push too hard? <laughs> <laughs> I knew there would be a story in there somewhere, which is kind of why I coaxed it out of you. It's always a difficult, yeah. convincing conversation, isn't it? It is a very difficult conversation, but you know, once you can, once you can convince your folks that you know, you uh, number one, you're extremely comfortable with what you're doing, and you can earn a living with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's all they care about. They just want to make sure that you know you're living comfortably and, and you're not you're not struggling to make ends meet. So uh, when they saw that I was doing really well, they were like, okay, fine, you know, follow your heart, do your thing, and as long as you're happy. So. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Now, Shweta, you've got the cover version of Jab Goi Bart uh, out at the moment. I'm about to play it on Sunrise Radio for the first time, and uh, we will put it on rotation here. It's hit our playlist, so it'll be played extensively on Sunrise. But what's next? What Wonderful. can we expect from Shweta Subram after this? 
Yeah, so I'm working on a bunch of things actually. I'm doing another single with uh, Abhay, uh, my the fellow singer that worked with me on Jab Koi Baat, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be Do Dil Mil Rahe Hain from Pardesh, another uh, classic number. Nice. So we're working on we're working on that, and then we're also I'm also working on a couple of originals. Uh, so I'm really excited about that because I'm venturing into my first Tamil single as well. Wow. Um, so it's exciting, you know. As a singer, you have uh, you have this, uh, this this you know opportunity to create, and uh, language has no boundaries. So right. I'm I'm so forward to doing songs in different languages Punjabi, Tamil, Hindi uh, and yeah and the works <laughs> Music has no boundaries which is what is so pleasurable about it Shweta it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you thank you so much for taking time out we wish you all the very best with this and everything else that you're venturing into and hope that 2021 is a very fruitful year for you yeah, thank you so much, Amit. It's a pleasure talking to you guys and all the listeners of Sunrise Radio so thanks for having me again My absolute pleasure and whenever you're in the UK come by and see us yeah Sure, I'll do that. Looking forward. Take care. All the very best. Shweta Subram there joining me all the way from Dubai about her brand new single, Jab Koi Baat Begar Jai. It's a cover version. It features the vocals of Abey Jodhpurkar as well as Shweta Subram as well. And like she said, she's got so much more to offer and to give uh, outside of cover versions and of course that huge global viral success with Jalebi Baby as well. We wish you all the very best. Thank you. And for a slightly different flavour, catch Amit Chana between 7am and 10am on breakfast at weekends. This is Anila Dami on Sunday. Wow, what a week. Just last weekend, we were marking International Women's Day, a celebratory theme and tone to the programme, talking about the progression of women and how they can be at the forefront of a post-pandemic society. And the week has ended with the heartbreaking news of Sarah Everard. Sarah Everard was last seen walking down a main road in Clapham at around 9.30pm when she went missing. She was 33 years old and had studied at Durham University and her body was found in a woodland near Ashford, Kent on Wednesday, more than a week after she was last spotted on 3rd of March. And a serving male Met Police officer has been charged with the kidnap and murder. Sarah's journey from Clapham Common to Brixton took her through some of the most populated, brightly lit and well-walked parts of the capital. Her story has hit home for so many women up and down the country, with thousands taking to social media to share their stories of sexual harassment and stalking. It sparked conversations across the UK between men and women. And I've been told some girls and boys too on forums online and in the classroom about safety on the streets and everyday sexual harassment. And I personally didn't know how many of us women walk with keys in our hands, ready to defend ourselves at night or remove our headphones so we can hear if anyone's walking near us or close by, wearing flat shoes if you need to run. I only jog at certain times when I know it's either going to be busy or it's daylight. Today, I'm asking you, what do you think that we can do? This isn't a debate. I want constructive conversations on what women and men can do or what more needs to be done to help women feel safer and to tackle male violence against women. Three women are killed every week by men and I want everyone involved You know, it's not all men. We know that not all men commit harassment or violence against women. We do know 90% of violence against women is by men. Let's talk about what needs to be done to stop this. How can we make our streets safer for women and girls? The women and girls of our country, our mothers, sisters, daughters, friends. Hina messaged in. I'm really grateful, Hina, to you for sharing your story with us today and your experience just a few weeks ago of feeling like you were being followed and, you know, your senses kicking in and walking as fast as you could to get away when you were just going to a bank. You know, that's just an everyday thing. 
I'm now going to speak to Nazir Avsel, former chief prosecutor and expert on violence against women and girls. Good morning. Good morning, Nadia. Thank you so much for joining us today on the programme. Let's talk about last night's events. I mean, what did you make of how the police handled the vigil? I don't and think it could have been handled any worse, to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't even a protest. This was women with candles at a vigil. And there have been a number of occasions in the last few months where people have spontaneously come together on a subject and the police have rightly stood by, have stood back, and allowed people to do their thing and then leave safely. And for whatever reason, we, we don't know why, for some reason the police decided to get involved uh, and hands-on last night, and it looked really bad. And no, never mind looked bad um, here, around the world. People are looking at us and thinking, hang on a minute, what's going on in England? Why is England going the way of Myanmar or some other dictatorial regimes? And that is troubling, because the police are better than that. I've worked with policing services for three decades mm. and they were on a journey of engagement with the public which made them realize at the end of the day the police are the public and the public are the police you know, they're, they're just paid by us to do what we all do what your last speaker said about being vigilant mm. but um, it did not do us any favors and I think this morning we're in a somebody one of the police officers that spoke to me last night rang me a friend of mine and said he thought this was our George Floyd moment Mm. The realization he was the man that was killed in the states that led to the Black Lives Matter riots and disturbances yes. last summer. Mm. You know, the point is, people are bewildered, I think, by what happened because yesterday should have been about the victims. It should have been about the two women every week that are murdered by their partners or ex partners. It should have been about the 10 women that kill themselves every week because of domestic abuse. It should have been about the one in four women that are domestic, suffer domestic abuse and the one in five are sexually assaulted. But for all the wrong reasons, it's not about that. Of course, the Met Police have said that they were just doing their job and trying to protect the public, but it's become apparent that there is this tension between women and the police now. It seems to have heightened. You've worked with the police for, as you said, decades. How can that trust be reconciled, I guess? Well, confidence in anything comes from competence. If you're good at your job, if you're good at what you're expected to do, then people will have confidence in you. So it comes down to the issues that we were concerned about. The rape conviction rate in this country is about 1%. Some people have said the rape has now been decriminalized. If 99% of rape cases end up in no conviction, the conviction rate for all violence women and girls is strikingly low. But it wasn't such. It wasn't that way. Five years ago, it was at its highest since record began. So things have gone backwards. And they've gone backwards largely because we have fewer police officers, we have fewer prosecutors, there are the NGOs that work in supporting victims have suffered financially too. Austerity has had its impact. Um, and even though the numbers are now going back up again, the experience is lost. You, you cannot replace a 25-year experienced police officer with somebody coming out of training school. Mm-hmm. And so... Competence is what they have to do. They have to be better at their jobs. They've got to be more robust and cleverer when it comes to dealing with these cases. They've got to be more supportive of victims. They've got to understand the underlying issues. We have lots of legislation. You know, we probably one of the first in the world to introduce coercive control legislation. We were one of the first in the world to introduce forced marriage legislation. So we've got plenty of laws. We just need to be able to enforce them better and ultimately deliver better outcomes. And people, I don't think, appreciate... I mean, today's Mother's Day. It's my first Mother's Day without my mother. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a conversation I had with her where she didn't say to me, keep safe. She said to me, keep safe. Mm-hmm. Yet I knew at the back of my mind it was women in our communities, women in our families, women in society that were more likely, and are more likely to be harmed than any man. And I, you know, it may shock people, but more than 90% of violence against women and girls is carried out by men. More than... 90% of attacks on men are carried out by men. More than 90% of attacks on children are carried out by men. So we cannot just deal with this as a policing issue. We have to think about the role of men. But the reality is that men are the problem. Some men are the problem. I, I don't want to make it about all men. Yes. Uh, yeah. The point is that there is a significant minority of men mm. that will be violent, will be coercive, will be controlling. And 
you know, I've, I've long talked about the fact that we start off by saying, what's it like to be a girl? You know, we, we have so many traditions, don't we? Boys mm. are often seen as a blessing. Girls are seen as a burden. Just think how many first birthday parties you've been to for a boy. Yeah, and, and uh, giving out the ladu for, for, for boys and not girls. Exactly. It starts there, doesn't it? It mm. starts at that level. And, you know, the, you're, again, your last speaker was talking about, you know, talking to children uh, in their high school. Mm. No, you start much earlier. You know, hate and hate of, hatred of women is not there at birth. It's learnt. And therefore, the earlier you have those conversations. And so... In Wales, I've been working with the Welsh Government. We've now introduced mandatory relationship education from year one, from five years old. Wow. The children begin to learn about gender equality, mm-hmm. learn about what a good relationship is, what an abusive relationship is, etc., etc. That's how we turn things around. But, you know, I had a battle royal just over a year and a half ago when I tried to support schools who were trying to introduce that kind of thing in Birmingham. Yes, yeah. And who was it? All those activists saying, no, we don't want children to know about X, Y, and Z. Mm. Sorry, children need to know about this because it's their life experience and that's how we're going to change the culture. It's interesting as well because you talk about education in schools. Many people online, I mean, uh, have been reading and observing the conversations happening and many people have said that it really needs to be in the home rather than all the onus on education and schools. Perhaps it's a combination. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some parents can't talk to their children about anything much. I mean, that's that's just what it is. We don't have parenting classes, do we? And um, so then the school becomes a safe environment where those conversations take place. Mm. But it's, it's not one or the other. It's both. You know, parents need to understand that they have responsibilities and particularly the male members of the family because it's role models that you need. If your role models are abusive and controlling, mm. then guess what? You know, so I think yeah. we need to realize that we have our own responsibilities and we also have to have these conversations. They're difficult conversations to be had, Anila. But mm-hmm. every husband, every father, every partner, every colleague needs to say that violence against women is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, that we have to get to the zero tolerance point. We need to understand wherever. And I've lost so many friends, Anila, where I've sat down with some men in an environment and one or two of them make, start making misogynistic or hateful jokes about women. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they do that in front of you. This, do you know, because they think they're relaxed. <laughs> mm. The point is, those conversations are being had right now all over the place. Do you, as a man, say to that person, that's offensive, don't say that, and challenge them on why it's offensive? But we don't, because we think, hang on a minute, better that we, you know, it's his life, it's my life. No, no, we're not going to change the culture or change the way that men think unless each one of us takes responsibility. Nazir, it's been insightful and really, really important speaking to you today. Thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. And of course, if you want to get involved in the discussions we're having, do pick up the phone. I'd really like to hear your thoughts. There's been many suggestions and it is about opening up the conversation and working together, men and women, on safety for women that zero tolerance there that Nazir Absal was talking about. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think needs to be done? Tune in every Sunday, 10am to 12 noon for Anila Dami on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day. tuned to Sunrise Radio. I am the Love Doctor. This is the Love Lounge. I have an incredible soul on the line right now. He's ready to get flirty at 8.30. Let's get him on the phone. Hello, how you doing? Yeah, I'm Salmon, good. you there. Good man, good, good man. man. Yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome to Sunrise Radio. Is this your first time on air? Yes, I am, I am. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, my friend, as well. You're ready to get flirty at 8.30, but do not worry, it's a lot more harmless than it sounds. I just want to get to know you and put you out there, and if any single ladies out there hear, you, hear about you, I'm hoping that they come back to me, get in touch, and want to connect with you. That's the plan, anyway. But I'm going to ask you a few questions uh, to get no to problem. know a little bit better uh, so that yeah. the ladies out there can get to know you a little bit better. Is that okay? Okay, that's fine, yeah. Okay, so my first question to you, Salman, is uh, tell us firstly, um, what kind of uh, woman would be your soulmate? Uh, someone uh, honest who I can trust. Someone you can trust. We've got to have a bit more than that. I mean, come on, there's a lot of trustworthy people out there. I'm talking about, like, how do they look? What things do they like to do? What would you both like to do in your spare time? Do you like to travel? Like, tell me a bit more. 
I'm I'm a bit adventurous. I like to go to the restaurants. I like cooking. I like to go walking on the countryside. I like sceneries. So more adv- adventurous, going on the mountains, discovering, walking. Uh, all right. So you want a partner who's into those sorts of things, right? Yes. Yes. And in terms of looks, height, age, uh, anything like that uh, as well. Tell us the kind of person who would be your soulmate. Um, someone who is uh, actually, I like to have a good laugh. You see, I'm I'm, I'm happy all the time. So you know, somebody like that sort of character. Uh, you're happy all the time. I like yeah, more, that. I, yeah, that's what it is. I like to have a buzz all the time. No point being sad. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. That's a really nice yeah, message yeah. to put out there as well. Okay, cool. So, thank you, Salman. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to say uh, to everyone out there, Salman is from Aberdeen. Am I right, yeah? Yes, I am. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Okay, cool. No worries. Now, second question is, tell us one fun thing about yourself, like something that maybe not a lot of people know. Like, as an example, perhaps you're into salsa dancing. Perhaps you're a magician. Uh, perhaps you've written a book that no one knows about. Tell us one fun thing about yourself that not many people know. Uh, TikTok star. <laughs> you're a TikTok star. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Uh, how many followers have you got? How many like views and how many followers? Uh, I have about 14,000 followers. And I got about nearly 60,000 likes at the moment. I I only started a few months now. Well well done to you, mate. I tell you what, I am trying with TikTok at the moment and I'm still stuck at 30 followers. (laughs) 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 Oh, don't worry. I will get there as well. I will definitely check out. What what is your TikTok ID, by the way? Uh, SpiceGuru01. SpiceGuru01, right? Okay, cool. That's a really cool fact. I love that. Okay, Uh, last question uh, to put out there for ladies to get to know you better, right? So you're, you're, you're about to go on a first date with a woman and she offers to make you a pizza and she asks you a very specific question and she says, what toppings would make a perfect pizza for you? Uh, perfect. Uh, I would uh, finish it off with coriander and chopped, chopped green chilies. <laughs> coriander and chilies. What about things like sweet corn, uh, pineapple? Uh, sweet corn, I like sweet corn. Yeah, sweet corn is fine. Pineapple is fine also. So that would be more like exotica, you know? Exotic. Nice. I like that. I like that. Okay, cool. So got coriander, chilies. You do like a bit of sweet in there as well. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, right, Salman. Obviously, we wanted for you to get flirty at 8.30. Any last message you would like to put out there to all the single ladies who are thinking perhaps that they are in Scotland? And they would like to meet someone. Oh, we forgot to ask you an important thing as well. You're more than welcome to reveal your age or your approximate age. And your last message out there to all the single ladies who may be looking for love in Scotland. What would you say? I would say don't worry. Don't worry too much. When your time will come, the love will come in the end. <laughs> nice. Nice. Do you want to tell everyone roughly your age or approximate age? I'm 45. 45. Lovely. Listen, Salman, I want to say thank you to you for being such a good sport, telling us all about yourself. And what we're going to do is say to all the single ladies out there who may be sort of in Scotland, perhaps, or near Aberdeen, um, if you like the sound of Salman, what I want you to do is drop me a WhatsApp right now. I want you to WhatsApp me in 0795 700 272. That's exactly what Salman did. He got in touch, and you can too, and maybe I can set you two up. Who knows? We could potentially have our first sunrise wedding hosted by the love doctor myself of course <laughs> and i would of course happily be your wedding celebrant as well um but you never know right you put yourself out there now what, can i ask you one last question was this harmless was this as painless as it was as it seemed to be uh, actually what it is i've never been on the air so you know i don't know how i did but it's okay i was nervous at first I'm okay, you know. Well, I I would say for someone who's been on radio for the first time, you did very well indeed. So I have to congratulate you on that. I have to say that is pretty impressive, Salman. You're listening to Sunrise Radio. This is the Love Lounge with the Love Doctor. There you go, Salman. What a superstar he was for putting himself out there. Ladies, if you like the sound of Salman, he's in Aberdeen. Get in touch and I will try my best to hook you two up. I have got a beautiful special guest on the phone today. It is my gorgeous wife. How you doing? Oh, hello. I'm doing really well, thank you. Oh, she's back. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Guess who's back? Back again. Yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> she is back because uh, she um, arrived. We, we remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, but basically two weeks ago, uh, we did the, the couples challenge 
and um, it was the, the way round where she, I had to guess her answers. Uh, but this week we decided, all right, because no couples have come forward. We thought, okay, cool. We're going to do it the other way around now. And she's going to have to guess my answers. Honey, do you think you're up to the challenge? Well, the pressure's on, the pressure's on, but I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. All right, cool. No worries. But first up, before I say that, before we do it, though, I just wanted to say to you something very special. Go on. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, I am a mommy now. Yeah, I'm a baby. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Everyone's going to be wondering what's going on. What do, what, I know rumors what? are going to start. <laughs> no, we of have course. a fur baby, a four-legged fur baby. Of course, every week I speak about Monty as well. Adventures of Monty because he is a right little troublemaker, but he is. Oh, out. he's been very good today. He's very relaxed. When I said he's a really good boy, he's actually looking at me now. Oh, <laughs> and do you know what yeah. he for? for everyone out there right you don't you may not realize this but monty gets very car sick but we took him for a journey today and he didn't throw up once but he was just sitting there it's almost it. like he was like meditating for us and holding it in yeah. so that he didn't throw up it was the cutest thing i've ever seen yeah, very cute very very cute oh. i mean i put it down to the fact that it's my car not yours um, <laughs> and, you know better car and all that but, but <laughs> it was my driving though so it's definitely not my driving at least we know that for a fact now that's that's good okay honey i've given you some difficult okay. questions all right but i think i think you're going to smash this okay all right i'll give it a go because I, I my friends did this for me on my hen night and i actually got them all right so uh well most of them anyway but uh <laughs> you know it's been what Five, four years now, so it might be a bit rusty. So let's, oh, see. Let, let's see, a little bit rusty. We've been living oh together for the last three. We've been stuck together twenty four seven for the last three years. <laughs> well, okay, I won't say stuck, but <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's do this anyway. All right, honey, okay. are you ready? Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so uh, question number one from me today is uh, my favourite saying or quote or overused word. There's three different elements to that question. Which one shall I answer? It's up to you. Do you know, like, I would say, right, what, what does your gut tell you? Like, what would be the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a really hard one because so, you've got so many favourite quotes. That is. I, I know it is, actually, but just out of curiosity. I don't remember any. What's the, what do you think is the first one? Uh, something about romance, the, one, the first one you sent me. What was the first one uh, you You don't need to have a big, you know... Uh, grand gestures you just need to have, you don't have to have lots of money or grand gestures oh you don't need money to be romantic just that's a, it a big yeah. heart yes indeed yeah absolutely I love that one was it by the way do you think as well on top of that that I have an overused word something I say too much or just again again hopefully. without even huh <laughs> You say hopefully a lot. Hopefully. Oh, well, it could be that. Maybe, maybe not. I'll give you the answers later. All right, cool. Um, my question number two. Now, you are right, because a lot of these questions, right, they could be multiple answers, but this is a bit of a test. But let's see, okay. right? Okay, cool. So, uh, my uh, favourite hero or heroine. Could be Bollywood, Hollywood, or otherwise. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, let's see. Like, Jackie Chan? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a clue. Actually, it's not Jackie quotes. Chan. It's not Jackie Chan, but uh, I'll give you yeah, a clue, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 Go on. All right. I'll give you a clue. It's probably not like an actor or actress, but someone we've both seen together. Yeah. So is it Tony Robbins? All right. Cool. So that's your final answer. Yes. All right. I was going to say that first, but since Tony Robbins, I know you've encountered many other great people as well. So. All right. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm going to say Tony Robbins. If we've both seen him together, then yeah. All right, cool. No worries. That's question two. Question three. What do you think my next ideal holiday destination would be after lockdown? Um, I'm going to say Thailand because we've been talking about this. So Thailand, yes. And what would we do in Thailand? Oh, we're going to go to the uh, ele- uh, the, the tiger sanctuary thing, thingamajiggy. <laughs> the elephant, you mean the baby elephant thing? Ele- Elephant Sanctuary, yes, we're going yeah. to do that. I know now. that's I'm what you meant anyway. I know that's what you meant. I'm oh, sorry, I meant that. But I was thinking people do see those tigers, don't they, in Thailand they do. as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go and I'm just going to put my feet up and get massages and chill <laughs> and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and are we going to take our little doggy with us? Because I don't know if we're going to be able to leave him for like two weeks. I know, I know. It's I actually don't want to leave him ever. He's going gonna, gonna to be hard, I have to say as well. Yeah. Um, all right, I uh, end up in Butlins. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too as well, like a, a doggy safe holiday. Um, yeah, exactly. Question exactly. four, uh, favourite memory of us both? Can you narrow it down to like a holiday? Yeah, it has been, it definitely has basic. been a trip. Um, 
In the hat. Okay. Was it the honeymoon? Okay, cool. That's your final answer. Okay, final answer. All right, all right, cool. No worries. And question five: um, my favorite film. Oh my god, you have so many. Right. Okay. Now that is true. Now to all of these questions, actually, I did have uh, honestly, uh, and the truth is, I had multiple answers, and I, I do have a number of answers to this, but I still think you will get it right out of all those I answers. I think I will. There's so many that you, are your favorite film. Like you made me watch this really random one called The Princess Bride. Sorry, can I say yeah, that? On yeah, air? yeah, of course. And, and you know what? You know what? We'll we'll end it there because actually, you know what? Let's hang on a minute. Wait, let me just quick do a quick count. Okay. All right. What okay. Cool. Doing? Oh, sorry. I'm doing, that was that my, my, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's me calculating, <laughs> and that's me doing a mini drum roll. That goes a bit premature. Oh, okay. right? There's only five questions. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me, honey. I'm going to wait, wait. I still need to top this up. Hold on. Uh, no. Okay. Five so, out of five. There we go. <laughs> all right. So I have been uh, calculating and let's do a drum roll. You scored. Woo-hoo! Yep. Go on, go on, go on. If you want your dinner tomorrow. <laughs> well, in that case, five out of five. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4.5-ish, hey, five out of five. Fight. No, you did. Tell me. You did. All right. So the the only one that was a bit I'm more kind of to hear the answers. Well, it's interesting, right? So because, like I said, these were kind of harder questions for you because these are the ones, right? These are the kinds of questions where I could answer multiple things on each one, right? So question well, one. That's no good, is it? Wait, listen. You still got four and a half out of five. That ain't bad, <laughs> is it? Really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, favorite go on, saying, quote, or overused word, right? And you said you said two things. Now you said the romantic quote. I wouldn't put that in my top one, but the hopefully okay. thing was right. I think that is oh, definitely. Yeah one of my overused words and I said that as well and the other one that we talk about you and I often say is that when prayer becomes your habit miracles become your lifestyle like we love that one. yeah I love that one yeah absolutely do love that we one we love actually. that okay quote. noted all right that cool uh, question two, you got right. You said Tony Robbins. I think oh, he is yeah, one of my yeah. big biggest heroes um, because of just uh, all the incredible philanthropy work that he does. Uh, sure question thing. three. What about Jackie Chan, though? Is he on that list? Uh, no, he wasn't on that list, actually. Wrong. Don't get me wrong. He is an awesome character. In terms of actors, though, definitely on the top of my list there, and I had it written down, was Will Smith. Yes, okay, because he's been doing a lot of alternative stuff as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. what about Bollywood, though? Because I never thought you'd look, looked up to anyone quite in Bollywood. But, I, uh, I I, don't really, to be I'm honest. I don't have a really real favourite Hollywood or Bollywood heroine as such. I mean, yes. I, don't get me wrong. I think there's incredible talent out there. Like, for example, for example, Gangana Rana, right? Obviously, we love, we exp- we love yeah. and appreciate her talent. Um, but in terms of singers, I think potentially, because I think there's some incredible singers out there right now. And then or they're all quite relatively new. Stebbin Ben, um, Arjun Kanungo. So they would kind of What's be... that girl that you really like as well? Um, oh, Sydney. you mean Shreya Goshout? Oh, sorry, big yeah. pun. Uh, no, Sunidhi Chahan's my favourite Bollywood singer, uh, female mm-hmm. singer. There you go. Yeah, so I think Cindy would put, potentially be on that list as well. Uh, there you go, which is fine. This is just like the husband and wife show. We're just getting to know each other on the phone, right? <laughs> right. Uh, question four, favourite memory. Again, I had a few, but um, Honeymoon would probably still be number one. I think for me, I was thinking about this actually since we last spoke on air. Uh, New York would actually probably... the last time we spoke. No, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> no. Just to clarify, just to clear, just to make clear, uh, it would probably, yeah, definitely honeymoon. And the second one, I think, would probably has actually topped uh, Budapest in Croatia. Um, is my is our the trip to New York last year? This time last year, okay. we were in New York. I just we just come back, in fact. Um, well, wasn't that you just gallivanting around on your own in Central Park on your bike rides and whatnot? No, no, we had a wonderful time together. I just yeah, loved oh, yeah, it. Yeah, we did. I love the feel of New York, though. It's really cool. Yeah, it's um, got good vibes. Yeah, and then um, favourite film. Again, that's really hard for me to narrow down, right? So, but the funny thing is, you did pick probably the one. There was, there was probably like three or four that are my favourite all time. right? So you've got that, then you've got like A Few Good Men... No, it wouldn't um, be that one. That wouldn't be on my list, but Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank would. Redemption, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I nearly said that. And, and then you I said, don't know. And, and yeah, and, 
and then there's a few others Mission Impossible's one um, and what was the other ones I had written down sorry I've just lost my screen um, I, I think the Avengers movies are really good especially the last two they're yeah. probably near to the top of my list and um, there was one other one as well that's just slipped my mind and I've lost my screen but you said Princess Bride and you know what that is one of my favourites of all time like that's probably one of the films I've seen the most uh, of all the films out there as well so God knows why it's such a good I'll never film. I've those two hours back of my life. Oh, look, ladies and gentlemen, Emma. listen Emma. to listen to this woman. Listen to her. Um, <laughs> she, she, honestly, for everyone out there, WhatsApp me right now if you think The Princess Bride is a wicked film. But anyway, <laughs> honey, we both scored 4.5 out of 5. Wow, that's great, that is, though. That is really good. We, yeah, we have, we have basically a, what, what percentile is that? That's like 10%, right? So we both scored 90%, essentially, and we have 10% to learn about each other. <laughs> And we have seven lifetimes to do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Right. On that note. Cut, cut, cut. Bye. Cut, cut, cut. Okay, hello. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is my beautiful, lovely wife, uh, Nirti. We have been playing the couple's challenge. That is basically how it goes, in case you didn't know. If you want to take part in the future, drop me a WhatsApp at the beginning of the show and I will get you involved. It is that simple. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every Sunday for that chill out zone. here on Sunrise Radio talking about Bjar Ishq or Mohabbat I think I should address something which I wanted to address yesterday but never got round to it yesterday uh, Nemo over in Hounslow got in touch with me thank you very much of course for, for all the listeners out there getting in touch uh, with me here in the studio but she was asking about who my favourite actress was uh, I mentioned Sunny Leone and then for some reason she said uh, I think she got the impression that Sunny Leone was my favourite actress no no not 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 by a long mile uh, alright Nemo <laughs> look I have I have a theory about this, all right? I have a theory. Because, see, like, back in my uni days, right, I used to do a lot of acting, like, on stage. I used to be, I used to be part of the uh, Am-Dram scene, basically, uh, amateur dramatics on stage, as well as behind the mic, doing a lot of, uh, doing a lot of radio as well, uh, which is where I got my first start in the whole radio side of things. So, yeah, uh, alongside doing radio, I used to do a lot of stuff on stage as well. And, see, the thing is that, like, whenever we used to have romantic dramas, right, or, like, plays or dramas where you had, like, a love story that was going on, uh, or, like, a love story was, like, the main focus, right, you need to have good-looking people in those lead roles, right? Because if the focus is going to be two or three hours of this couple uh, who were like the lead kind of uh, the the uh, lead romantic part, uh, couple in this play then they need to be good looking all right because the audience is going to be looking at them for the next two or three hours or so and like following their story so this is the reason why i can totally understand it's the same principle applied to bollywood right which is the reason why i always think to myself uh whenever people ask me about like who's your favorite actress is it aishwarya is it deepika is it madhuri is it like uh, is it priyanka and i mean i think to myself well i mean you know you know uh you know what it is all of these a-list kind of uh, actresses like they have to be good looking because of course if you're going to be there as like the lead roles in these movies then of course you have to be good looking right it's a, it's a just part of the role so this is the reason why like my favorite actresses are actually the ones who are the supporting actresses because there's less pressure i think anyway on them to kind of be as beautiful you see you see my logic over there well i mean maybe okay yeah well okay uh maybe maybe my maybe my logic is slightly flawed but yeah so that's the reason why i always tend to go for like the supporting actresses rather than like the main lead actresses uh in terms of favorite actresses i think well look i'm i've got a bit of a thing for ada sharma she's been in commando she's been in a couple of other movies 1920 she was in uh and also aditi rao Haidri. oof aditi rao wow Okay, so I started off earlier in the show tonight on Instagram, on stories, which I haven't used in quite a while, but I'm slowly getting the hang of it. Uh, on Instagram stories, I posted up my own take of the uh, party hoardy hair meme, uh, basically, which has been doing the rounds. 
uh, to which I said, yeah, ye to hamari microphone hai, hamari studio hai, ye to hamari studio door to hai, ye to hamari studio, I don't know, chair to hai, or ye to hamari party hori hai. And then I posted that up on Instagram. It's been getting some some interesting reactions. Uh, I had Jamie and Harrow message me in just a little while ago, and she said, very funny, uh, sorry, definitely funny, hearing you saying it, uh, a very posh version. Seriously? What, really? Me, posher than uh, the girl who originally posted the meme? I'm trying to find a name. Here we are. Dananir Mobin. So the girl who actually started the meme. So, I mean, I thought to myself, okay, look, th- there's, there's only one way to uh, definitively uh, decide as to who's posher. Okay, I'll play her version and then I'll do my version and then you can decide as to who's posher. So who's posher? Here's the, here's, here's the original meme for you. It's still me, isn't it? It's still me. This is terrible. Anyway, look, let, let, let me know as to whether you think I'm posher than her, she's posher than me, or like who's posher than who. Get in touch. Let me know. How are you doing, Neeraj, here on the UK's Biggest Asian Mix? I want to give a big shout-out to all of the listeners this evening who have been getting in touch on WhatsApp tonight, trying to get around to as many of your messages as possible. But can I give a particular big shout-out, okay? I'd like to give a particular big shout-out, right, to all of my Canadian listeners who keep on messaging in tonight. Yeah, loads of Canadian listeners tonight getting in touch. Um, I don't know what it is about Canada. Is it one of those things that, like, I don't know, Canadian listeners just enjoy listening to UK radio stations? I don't know. Tuning in to other international uh, stations out there. Not entirely sure, but there are loads of listeners tonight messaging in from Canada. Let me give a shout-out to Shabira over in British Columbia tonight. Uh, I've got Daddy and Nani listening in. They don't want to be identified by first names, uh, but thank you so much for listening in, guys. I've also got Matthias out in Ontario uh, tonight, Ulosh over in Toronto, and I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else I've missed out tonight out in Canada this evening. But hey, yeah, big love from Canada tonight. Um, yeah, l- like... Uh, uh, like I was saying, getting a lot of love from Ontario, uh, Toronto this evening tonight. But I mean, I'm just waiting to hear if there's anybody else who's going to message in or maybe any listeners who are going to contact me from like some of the really far out Canadian territories. All right. Uh, I was just checking out a map of Canada. I have I've, uh, I've pulled it up onto the screen uh, over here in the studio and just checking out the map of Canada because I can't, you know, like in my head, I, I, I can't I can't work out like where Ontario is, where Toronto is uh, and like where all of these other cities are. But uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from like, anybody who's out in like Vancouver, Edmonton, uh, Manitoba, maybe anyone out in Nunavut. That would that would that would be amazing. Or like anybody on like one of the small islands. I'm just checking them out now. St. John's. Uh, does does anyone live out there in St. John's in Labrador? Does anyone live out in uh, Charlottetown out in Nova Scotia? I have a feeling that they probably do. Or maybe out in the Yukon. I'd love to hear from anyone out in White Horse. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how how many people live in Whitehorse? I don't know how many Desi listeners uh, live out in Whitehorse. But hey, if you're a Whitehorse listener, get in touch. It is time to get into the second challenge this evening tonight. Bollywood or Bakwas? I can guarantee a lot more easier than three-course meal, which really split the audience down the middle tonight. Uh, yeah, basically, Bollywood or Bakwas? I'm going to be reading out the plot summary of what uh, could be or couldn't be a Bollywood movie. It's up to you to decide, to vote as to whether you think what I'm, uh, the, the story I'm reading out is from a genuine Bollywood movie or it's a complete load of rubbish that Neeraj made up today because he's got far too much time on his hands at the moment. I mean, also because it's a Saturday, right? You kind of need to get up to something on a, on a Saturday before the show. So what do you reckon? Bollywood or Bakwas? Here's your plot summary tonight. Uh, and as I said before, it's a good one this evening. Here we go. Here's your story this evening. Listen up good. What do you reckon? So, uh, a widowed businessman, right, widowed businessman, lives with his son, uh, who's a student at the local national college, all right, and uh, he's good friends with his business partner, who's also widowed, and he also has one daughter, and they hope to cement their relationship, their uh, professional relationship, by, of course, get what, guess what, getting their kids married to one another, and, you know, easy, easy, easy enough done, isn't it, except... Uh, and uh, I've written except in big capital letters, so it's a big except. Except that this girl isn't, of course, interested uh, in this boy. She's actually in love with another boy at college who's the son of a taxi driver. Meanwhile, this intended son-in-law, uh, yeah, he's also not uh, not exactly the, the nicest person in the bunch, all right? Uh, he enjoys beating up people on the streets with his band of criminals. 
and uh, he also declares very openly that he would happily kill anyone who tried to steal this intended girl away from him so yeah not uh, not a not a nice guy basically to, to kind of put that uh, to, to put that bluntly so there we are uh, so there so then the intended son-in-law after he hears that this girl is actually interested in another boy this intended son-in-law partners with the girl's dad to cause some trouble to the family of this boy she loves oh dear and by trouble i'm i mean as in like not small amounts of trouble i'm I'm talking about big amounts of trouble all right they go to the extent of actually blowing up the dad's taxi uh you know i mean i have i have heard about people getting uh frustrated with taxi services but i mean going to the extent of actually blowing up the dad's taxi is a uh, is a uh, pretty far you know pretty far uh anyway uh, uh all all of their all of their plotting succeeds and uh he the dad manages to get his daughter to eventually forget about this boy if she wants him to live she reluctantly agrees she goes and says okay i'll marry this intended son-in-law of yours then fine dad but is she secretly planning something else? Hmm, question mark. Tasty story, isn't it? But what do you reckon? A Bollywood movie or just a complete load of buckwast that Neeraj made up? What do you reckon? One more time again for you. A bit more faster this time around. Come on. Uh, a widowed businessman lives with his son who's a student at the local college. He's good friends with his business partner. He's also widowed. He's got one daughter. They want to get their kids married to one another, which they hope will cement their professional partnership. Except, of course, the girl is not really interested in this boy. She's in love with another boy at college who's the son of a taxi driver. And as well as that, this intended son-in-law, the the boy that they want her to marry, uh, he's actually a pretty nasty guy, uh, beats up people with his band of criminals, and also says he's going to kill anyone who tries to steal this girl away from him. Anyway, uh, after after he hears that this girl is actually interested in another boy he goes right that's it he decides to partner with the girl's dad they're going to cause some trouble to the family of this boy that she loves they even go to the extent of blowing up this uh the 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 taxi of the dad of this boy so yeah his father's taxi there we are <laughs> simply put uh, anyway the father manages to get the daughter to eventually forget about the boy if she wants him to live and she reluctantly agrees she says okay fine uh, you know, you've, you've gone to the extent of blowing up his taxi. Oh, so, so I have a feeling that you definitely mean business. Fine. Okay. I'll marry this guy then. But is she secretly planning something else? Question mark. What do you reckon? Bollywood or Bakwas?